the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There was a song some years ago that had a basic message of, Don't worry, be happy. And though it was a secular song, Scripture certainly supports the don't worry part of the message. Listening today as Pastor Rander teaches that Christians should not worry about the issues of life as others do in this message, Overcoming Worry. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. We want you to turn once again to uh, the book of Matthew. We're going to take up where we left off last time, Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, and then Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and seven, two passages of scripture that we are addressing and preaching from uh, this morning. Matthew 6, 6, 25 to 34, it says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about his own things. Sufficient for the day is his own trouble. Then Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It reads, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Wow. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Once again, part two, I want to preach from the message Overcoming worry. Overcoming worry. As we wake up each morning doing the things we need to do, living life as best we know how, we'll soon discover people all over this world worried about many things. 
You have husbands and wives who are worried, the parents are worried, children are stressed out and worried, the elderly are worried, people are worried in the workplace, politicians are worried, and even many of you today, you've come into the Lord's house and you are worried to no end about many things. And as I petitioned the Lord for this message to preach, we, uh, he gave me this message to share with you for Everyone under the sound of my voice, we have all worried at some point in our lives. And somebody here today, you have come to the Lord's house. And instead of worshiping him in spirit and in truth, you are in the overload when it comes to worry. Last week, we defined worry. It, it means to be anxious. It means to be distracted or to have a divided mind to be distracted or to have a divided mind. It is to, it is to have anxious thoughts. It is to have a troubled heart, a, a heaviness of heart. And even though the scripture is clear that worrying is a sin, like I said last week, I believe the sin of worrying is committed more by Christians than any other sin. And the difference between a concern and worry is that a concern will come up, you think about it, you process it, analyze it, and then you let it go and move on. Whereas worry just clings to you. It dominates your thinking. You, you turn that issue over and over in your mind, night and day. You, you're never able to let it go. And while it is legitimate to have concerns that all of us experience from dealing with the demands of the pressures of life, Concerns can turn into worry if we allow them to dominate and consume our thinking. Then on last time, I gave a, lot, a number of things, not a comprehensive list, but it's enough to give you a big picture. We said the things that we're worrying about, and we said the, in some couples, the inability to have children, you know, some married couples, uh, others, loss of income, and then we have children, you fear the safety of our children, some worry about rejection and terrorism and many worry about exams and health and others getting caught. And I said last week, if you live right, you don't have to worry about that. Worry about the economy. Worry about we, 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 um, getting cancer. If I have can, had cancer, is cancer going to return? Worry about death and bills and some of you worry about being hurt again, the rising cost of college education. Some worry about not being good enough and uh, some say, well, now that my spouse is gone, be it divorce or death, how can I make it alone? Others worry about their relatives and kinfolk in Iraq, Afghanistan and other countries. Uh, we worry about what people will think of us. We worry about the inability to qualify for long term disability or health insurance at all. Uh, we worry about what if my parents become disabled or incapacitated or what if my spouse commit adultery? How will I ever forgive? And then we worry about the future. And man, that's a lot. And Matthew 6, 34 says in the text, look, look what it says. Look at verse 34. It says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about his own things sufficient for the day is his own trouble in other words we need to trust the lord uh, and allow him to take care of tomorrow and we need to make the most of this day especially since tomorrow is not promised to us worrying about tomorrow will cause us to be less effective today less productive today so we need to just take care of today and make the most of today and today will keep our hands quite full. Don't you agree with that? 
And matter of fact, you can't do a thing about tomorrow anyway. You don't have control of tomorrow. As a matter of fact, you don't even know if you're going to be in tomorrow. So we need to just rest and just rest in God and realize he's in control. Why do Christians worry? We said because we, number one, we take our eyes off the Lord and focus on our circumstances. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, 2a says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. If you don't keep your eyes on the Lord, then you, you are bound to worry. Worry is imminent. It is sure to happen. The Lord causes, when you keep your eyes on the Lord, he causes your worries and your anxieties to subside. But, but, but you can keep your eyes focused on your circumstance or that issue. It becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and that it will dominate you. It will consume you. It will wipe you out. We said, why do Christians worry? Because of a lack of faith. The, the greater your faith, the less you worry. That's right. The less your faith, the more you worry. Luke 17, 5 says, the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. And what a wonderful uh, request we all should be making of our God. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. We come to Christ by faith. We live by faith and we are to die in the faith. So it is, it is real important that you grow in your faith. Why do Christians worry? Because of a deficiency of the word of God in the lives of so many. Hebrews 5, 12 through 14. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. In other words, you're still spiritual babies. And when you are in a state of babyhood, you're prone to whine and cry and, be, and just, just be a baby. Babies do what babies do. And when you're a spiritual baby, uh, you'll worry more. And God wants you to grow up so the cares of this world want to uh, take control and take root in your life. Number four, why do Christians worry? Because of a lack of contentment with God. Philippians 4.11 says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned whatever state I am to be content. I tell you, when we're satisfied with Jesus, we come to realize that he's enough. I pose a question to you today. Is Jesus enough for you? Can you be satisfied with Jesus? I mean, when you become content with Jesus, the things that you get all nerved up about, worked up about, and all bent out of shape about, that, that, that stuff just won't be when you realize Jesus is the center of your joy. First Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 and 8 says, Now godliness with contentment is great gain. It is the will of God for us to live content, be contented in the midst of living godly. For we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with these, we shall be content. You have enough. As a matter of fact, if God doesn't give you another thing, he's already given you more than you deserve. And we don't have what we have because we, we've earned the right to have it. Whatever you have, it is by the grace of God. And don't forget, if you just get beside yourself and you don't honor God with what is his, the same God that gives knows how to take away. How much time do you spend each day worrying about every single aspect of your life? If you're like so many of God's children, your answer may be that you spend too much time worrying over things God tells us to let him handle. Join us today as Pastor Render continues to speak about how to hand our cares and concerns over to him in this message, Overcoming Worry. 
He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Uh, why do we worry, number five? Because of an inability, an inability to wait on the Lord. Do you realize when you worry, you get restless and you begin to move ahead of God. And every time you move ahead of God, you make mess that you shouldn't be making had you just waited on the Lord. Oh, one of the wonderful, most wonderful things you can do in the sight of God is to wait. Why is it that we have the inability to wait? Because it goes back to our trust factor. I believing, anchoring, relying, trusting God and being still, knowing that he is God to work like only he can work in his own good time. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but though those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. A renewing comes through waiting. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. People who are fainting are not waiting. And number six, why do Christians worry? Because of a loss of a spiritual perspective. I really zoom in on this one. This is one of my favorite insights right here. Because of a loss of spiritual perspective, uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 6 says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. The word of God will give you the mind of Christ. As you allow the Holy Spirit to lead and direct and guide and govern your life, the spirit of God will give you the mind of Christ because the spirit of God knows the heart of the living God. Philippians 2, 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Oh, how I want the mind of Christ in my living. I want the mind of Christ in how I dressed. I want the mind of Christ as to how I treat my brother and my sister. I want the mind of Christ as to how I think. I want the mind of Christ as to how I behave. I want the mind of Christ as to how I spend God's money. I want the mind of Christ on that job. I want the mind of Christ as to what college I should go to, what job I should take, should I retire. I want the mind of Christ in rearing my children. I want the mind of Christ in, in guiding my grandkids. I want the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ. To have the mind of Christ is to be in the will of Christ. Christ. The mind of Christ will keep you in the will of Christ to the glory of Christ because of a spiritual perspective. Any issue that intrudes into your life, when you begin to ask God to show you what he's up to spiritually, all of a sudden that issue begins to wane and subside because God gives you spiritual insight, spiritual perspective, and all of a sudden you don't get all worked up and you don't lose heart and you don't faint. And you don't get all, you, you just don't lose it. Simply because God has let you in on something because you are on another plane. You, you think on things above. You see what God is up to. You see the big picture, not just what folk are talking about. I mean, you see life through the lens of God because of having a spiritual perspective. Uh, then what happens when we worry? What happens when we worry? Number one, we become angry at God. We become angry at ourselves and we become angry at others. You just get angry. Just angry, angry, angry. Why did this have to happen to my child? Why, why my child has this, uh, this kind of disability? Or uh, well, why, why my husband had to have cancer and die? Or my wife? Or why, 
Why, why did I have to lose my job? Why was I betrayed in such a way? And you get to focus it on that stuff and it'll eat you like cancer. Ephesians 4.26 says, be angry and do not sin. It's not a sin to be angry, but it is sin to, to let your anger lead it to sin. And the longer you are angry, the more prone you are to sin. Anger, it, it will cause you to eventually implode, which will ultimately lead you into exploding exploding. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Anybody you need to make up with, make up with. You ought to not find death interrupting that relationship because it was broken. Make your peace with God. Make your, And you listen, some folk can't make their peace with others because they haven't made peace with God. Once you make peace with God, you can make peace with others. That's right. That's right. Don't, don't, don't die. Don't you let death catch you and your child uh, estranged from one another. Husbands and wives are strange. Brothers and sisters and siblings are strange. In-laws are strange. Do you bless it all the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. You do, you do all you can for the sake of peace. You say, well, what if they don't want it? But you just make sure you stay in a in a posture of being a peacemaker. You can't control how they act, but you can control how you react. How you react. What happens when we worry? Number two, bad decisions are made because of putting confidence in man and not God. You make bad decisions. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river. And I underline this, and will not fear when heat comes. There will be heat. There will be times of droughts in your life, times of famines and times of hardships and pains and struggles and all of these things. But but if but its leaf will be green in the midst of the heat, in the midst of fire, in the midst of circumstances beyond your control. In spite of what your enemies do, God can flourish you in spite of, and you'll not be anxious in the years of drought. And I talk about how America's in the drought, and there's a famine in the land, and there's a famine in the church, a famine of the hearing of the word of God, a famine of turning from God, and 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 what God is doing, He what God does desires is for for us to return to him and uh but people are anxious because there there's no god in their life or they don't reference god and he's not the focal point uh, number three what happens uh when when we uh worry there is an increase of fear there's an increase of fear we get more fretful we're prone to be fearful isaiah 41 10 says fear not I'm with you. Be not dismayed. I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Second Timothy 1 7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind. God don't want us walking around here just scared to leave the house and scared to get out at night. And it's amazing how you can get out at night when you were young and now you can't, you get old and can't get out. Listen, you, listen, the same God that took care of you in your youthfulness can take care of you as you are aging. Amen. The God of the day is still God in the night. 
Amen. Praise God. Fear. A lot of folks fear a lot of things. And, and Satan uses that to, to render you inoperative. Um, what happens when we worry? There's a loss of sleep. And I, we talked about Nebuchadnezzar and how his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. You can be so troubled in your heart, so disturbed, so restless that no pills can even put you to sleep. You know, you and you just sleep and you're just troubled heart and and you, you just all messed up. And it's because of your relationship with God and and and, and your inability to, to just trust him and not and not worry. When you trust God, he makes you sleep sweet. Proverbs three twenty four says when you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Sweet. Number five, what happens when we worry results in emotional sickness. It results in physical sickness and even death. You can worry yourself to death. Work. Listen, if you don't let the Lord take that from you, worry will kill you. Did you hear what I said? Worry will kill you. It will do that. that. That's why you ought not do it. It brings on migraine headaches, stomach problems, ulcers, anger, circulatory problems, glandular problems. The whole nervous system is built, has been out of shape and dysfunctional because of worry. Worry makes you old before your time. That's right. Worry makes you a recluse. It just wipes you out. First Corinthians chapter six, verses 19, 20 says, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Lord of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You glorify God. This body is to glorify God. Not, and you glorify God when you have your faith increase. And you glorify God when you don't worry because worry affects the temple, which is the gift from God to us. You see, what happens when we worry? Number six, it results in loss of joy. Loss of joy. Psalms 51, 12 says, restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. A worry takes your joy away. It will cause you not to smile. It causes you to have a, you know, it causes you just to be out dysfunctional and out of order. And uh, the worst thing you can lose is your joy. You can you can be saved but did not have joy. And uh, and we ought to be joyful Christians. Why should people want what we have if we're looking miserable all the time? You know, if we look ugly all the time, we all out of shape all the time, been out of shape. Number seven, uh, Satan will exploit an anxious heart. When you worry, Satan, that's, that's, Satan will seize your state of worriness. Ephesians 4.27 says, nor give place for the devil. But when you worry, you are really giving him a foothold into your life. And you know what you give it? He's going to take every inch you give him and then some. That's right. That's right. You, you, you may not steal and you may not kill and you may not commit sexual immorality. You may not commit adultery. You may not gamble, but then you worry. Any of us can worry. I can worry. You can worry. Your children can worry. 
And our responsibility as we grow, uh, we are to we are to walk with uh, walk in such relationship and harmony with God that God uses us to set other people's heart at ease. You know, that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to be an encourager. He wants you to set other folk heart at ease. He wants you to be able to. I know where you are, but let me tell you something. This too shall pass. It's going to be all right. Let, let, let's pray together through this. You know, or some of you can say, I've been right where you are, and I understand. You see, uh, number eight, uh, what does it do? Worry do? What does it do? It disrupts our productivity for God, our effectiveness, our usefulness for God. John 15, 16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. That's right. If you're not bearing fruit, you are dysfunctional. But but worry hinders the fruit-bearing process. That's right. And as you abide in Christ, live for Christ, growing in Christ, you ought to be bearing fruit in order to affect the kingdom of God for righteousness to the glory of Almighty God. Number nine, one's mind can become so distracted and divided that it will impede your worship and service of God. You can worry yourself right out of the church. Luke 10, 41, 42 says, And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. The more you sit at the feet of Jesus, the less you will be worried. That's right. That's, that's so right. That's, and so be, worry impede the worship. You can be so worried about so many things until you come to church and leave just like you came. You, you came with a burden. You left with a burden. Matter of fact, you're more burdened because, uh, because you didn't release it to Jesus. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.